Why, hello there, boys and girls. A Christmas poem, if you will. Twas the night before Christmas, the theater was bare, except for me and two others there. The movie started, and I saw Yuletide gunplay, rugged and raw. Away to the window, our hero dashed to catch some gangbangers, all of their cash. On Beretta, on Ruger, on Glock, he fired, until his jolly old trigger finger was tired. The Vatos laid down for their winter dirt nap, like sleepy children in fat Santa's lap. Our hero has made everything right and said Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. My festive fellow freedom-fueled film fanatics, welcome to this episode of Movies America. I am your humble host, Van Ebert, and we will be going over Silent Night in this episode, okay? And I want you to come on in, relax your mind, okay? Ease yourself, kick your feet up, and unwind, okay? So, Mikasa Sukasa. As we get into some silent nights, come on in, all right? So, and as always, I start out with the synopsis, a brief synopsis of the movie, okay? And uh, so we have Silent Night, okay? Let's get right into it. Why wait? And Silent Night is the latest in a string of recent action movies that are supposed to be Christmas-themed, and some of these movies do the mix of Christmas themes and action better than others, okay? So we had Fat Man a few years ago with Mel Gibson. We had Violent Night with David Harbour last year. And now we have Silent Night with Joel Kinnaman, uh, the guy that tried to be RoboCop and failed, okay? And so the synopsis of this starts out where you've got a family man and his wife and their, you know, their son and their little son. They're out in their front yard. They're playing with a new gift, uh, a new bike that uh, they got for their son. And just playing there. And all of a sudden, a bunch of gangbangers roll up, you know, in their in their cars and they're shooting at each other. And one of the bullets uh, from these uh, gangbangers uh, firing on each other uh, hits. Unfortunately, their little boy kills them. And this is not a spoiler. You see all this in the Silent Night trailers. Okay. And so there's not much to the plot, okay, because from there, Joel Kinnaman, the dad, he is overwrought with sorrow and anger, okay? 
And so he goes about the whole movie. Well, the first part of the movie, he trains up. Okay, he's he's just um, a, a regular old dad at the beginning of the movie. You know, he's not like some warrior. He's not some special ops guy or anything like that. And he's just a regular old schmo, right? And then tragedy strikes, and his grief and his anger drive him to condition himself, train himself up, get, you know, get get those skills. Those skills, man. Gosh, you got to have skills, all right? <laughs> Freaking idiot. <sighs> uh, so he gets the skills, and he goes after the baddies. And that's pretty much the plot of this movie. And then they try to throw in some Christmas themes in here, a Christmas look to it every once in a while. But uh, like I mentioned, Joel Kinnaman is the lead character. And uh, I don't know much more than that to say about the synopsis. Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. For Silent Night, really. So before I get too far into this and I forget to ask you, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that subscribe or follow button down there, okay? It takes one second to do that. And then since you're down there right away, hit the like button down there. It takes you one second as well. And then if you haven't already, hit that notification bell down there as well. And you'll get notified of new episodes of Movies America. Fantastic, right? Okay, let's move on with this merry old episode. Silent Night consistently tried to make me silent by putting me into a deep sleep. It was much more slow, somber, and morose than I was expecting. All the time dedicated to flashbacks to the father's son, as cold-hearted as it sounds, just got repetitive. You dick! The director, John Woo, did a much better job of this whole flashback to your loved one thing in Face Off when he had John Travolta's Sean Archer character think back fondly to his slain son. Also, this movie barely has anything involved with Christmas in it. So unprofessional. And when it does, it's plopped into the movie awkwardly as if they suddenly remembered, oh, yeah, uh, this is supposed to be a Christmas-themed action movie. Okay, um, well, let's just randomly put a bad guy in a Santa Claus outfit. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I mean, much of the time, I forgot that this movie was supposed to have anything to do with Christmas. At least the far better christmas theme action movies Fat Man and Violent Night consistently remembered to put out milk and cookies for Santa while the bullets flew. There are far better revenge thrillers than this, like John Wick, uh, The Punisher, Peppermint, Death Sentence, all those, for example, that you really should watch instead of this. And the action scenes aren't even that great. Oh, come on! I mean, inevitably, especially since it's John Woo, I compare the action to what we've seen uh, that he had in all his other movies. And there is absolutely zero action in this movie that belongs anywhere near the same stratosphere as what we saw in Face Off and Hard Boiled, Hard Target, Broken Arrow. 
you know, those movies, for example. No eggnog for these filmmakers. This is John Woo's first American movie since Paycheck with Ben Affleck back in 2003. Since then, he's pretty much been sticking to just uh, Chinese movies like his Red Cliff movies. Sorry, John, but Silent Night reminds me just how much uh, you were <coughs> slipping uh, in your American cinema. Ooh! And ran back to China as a result. I mean, to be honest, I'd even watch his mediocre movies uh, like the previously mentioned Paycheck or Nicolas Cage in Wind Talkers that were the causes of him running back to China back in, I think, after 2002 or 2003 before I watched Silent Night ever again. What the hell happened to John Woo? I mean, did he have like a 10-year deal with the devil that expired in the 90s? This movie is really like, you know, that old friend that you haven't seen or talked to in years and then suddenly you see them again, and it just, to be honest, doesn't take you long to realize why it is you didn't really miss them. <laughs> Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. <laughs> if this movie is a silent but deadly cinematic fart that John Woo is going to rip on American audiences, he can stay gone. Bye-bye. Thanks now. America, we have a new weapon of ass destruction, and its name? Silent Night. Now, this show is spoiler-free, but the show this Thursday night called Movies America Spoiler Warning is going to be all spoilery, okay? I'm going to spoil you rotten, Okay. And uh, this show that comes on Thursdays comes on at 7 p.m. Eastern. So that's what, 6 Central, 5 Mountain, and then 4 Pacific, okay? And that is just a show where you get a chance to discuss this movie in depth, spoilers and all. And you can live chat with me, comments, questions, whatever, okay? And it, the live chat doesn't even have to be about this movie. It can be whatever you want. So, But the, the the live chat will be, you know, about this movie primarily, okay? so And uh, because this show is meant for those folks like me who, after most movies they watch, sometimes they want to have a more detailed discussion and you're hard-pressed looking around for somebody to have that, that detailed discussion about this movie with. Who's coming with? Who's coming with me? Okay. So meet me, Van Ebert. I'm your guy for that detailed discussion on the show, Movies America Spoiler Warning. Again, this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, and that's 4 p.m. Pacific, 5 Central, uh, or 6 Central, <laughs> 6 Central, 5 Mountain Time. Okay. And how do you join this show? Well, all you got to do is on Thursday, you can go to my at Movies America page on Twitter or X, and you can uh, click on the link for the Movies America spoiler warning show right there, or you can go to YouTube or Rumble, that's where the show's at, and uh, you can look up Movies America. Now, if you look up Movies America on Rumble, it'll work just fine. It'll bring you right to my page on Thursday, and you just got to click on the link for Movies America spoiler warning. 
easy peasy, okay? Now, YouTube, yeah, YouTube's kind of stupid. YouTube's kind of dumb, okay? And so when you type in Movies America, it's going gonna, it's gonna to think you're trying to search for Movies America. <clears throat> nope, wrongo, okay? So what you have to do is right underneath where you typed in Movies America, you have to click on this little blurb that says search instead for Movies America. Click on that. And then that'll take you to the Movies America page, okay? Also, you might have to type in Till Death Podcast Network. Uh, that may, That's another way to search in YouTube uh, for the Movies America Spoiler Warning Show. All right. Hey, enough about that. I hope to see you this Thursday night. Let's get on with the show. I guess for Joel Kinnaman, the script he got just had the title the director, and his character's name on it, and that's it. He practically has zero lines. Fantastic work as an actor if you can get it. Now I know better. Actors prefer lines, and so because he has none, Kinnaman really has to tell the story with his facial expressions. Lucky for him, in this movie, that's going to be pretty easy. Just make the expressions a dad who's pissed off and sad that his son was killed would make for 90 minutes. I'm packing you an extra pair of shoes and your angry eyes. I hope no one told him that he should be prepping a Best Actor Oscar acceptance speech anytime soon. Now, I'll be honest, I've, I've never really been wowed by much of anything that Joel Kinnaman has done. He's just a much less interesting but younger version of Keith Carradine. He was adequate on, on House of Cards as a foe to Kevin Spacey's Frank Underwood Underwood character. And he was in a Netflix series, Altered Carbon. And then as Rick Flagg in the Suicide Squad uh, movies. But anything other than that, meh. Wu does make Kinnaman's character fallible, though, as a action character Sort of like what John McTiernan did with uh, John McClane in Die Hard. I mean, he doesn't easily kick the bad guy's asses or hit the center of the target at the gun range every time right off, right off, you know, right off the bat. I mean, like anyway, or like anyone, he goes through growing pains as he goes through a uh, like the Punisher for Dummies type of regimen. And we see all of this through a series of montages. And man, if you love montages, is this movie for you? <laughs> oh God! Eventually, it's time to sink or swim for Kinnaman, and uh, he, and then us uh, alongside him, are dropped into some been there, done that action scenes. Ho, ho, ho! This movie gots to go! Okay, everybody. Hey, if you would, just go ahead and subscribe and follow this channel. And then hit the like button down below. And then the notification bell as well so you get notifications 
of brand new episodes of Movies America. And those buttons are just right down there. It takes you like two seconds to click them. If you would, I appreciate it. And then get in that comment section down below as well. And uh, yeah, comment to me. That'd be fantastic. I want to hear from you. And then also get to tdpn.locals.com. That's our website with all our great Till Death Podcast Network content. And right now, if you go there and put in promo code TDPN, as in Till Death Podcast Network, you get a free month of access to all the great stuff that's on tdpn.locals.com. All right, with that, let's move on with the show. And now, some random thoughts. This soundtrack sounds like a compilation of royalty-free action and atmospheric music you get free from YouTube. The soundtrack is composed by Marco Beltrami, who has previously done great work like on Ford v. Ferrari, A Quiet Place, Logan... But old Marco gets a lump of coal in his stocking this year for this one. There's also just some really odd camera zoom choices made towards the beginning where the camera just suddenly and randomly like super zooms in on Catalina Sandino Marino's eyes as she plays Joel Kinnaman's wife in this. It just zooms right in, in her eyes a couple times as she's just walking in a hospital hallway. I mean, what was that? It just It's just weird, okay? And they don't even do it again in this movie, so it's not a recurring thing. It's just this weird one-off. I don't know if John Woo was going for, like, a, the good, the bad, and the ugly, kind of a, this standoff eye zoom thing, but there was no standoff. Just more off-putting than Christmas fruitcake. <laughs> That's right, boys and girls. It's brew review time. And for this edition of brew review time, our beer for this time is a little Carbach Brewing Company out of Houston, Texas. There, you'll shoot your eye out. Red lager brewed with a, with a little orange peel to it, okay? And the You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, of course, is from A Christmas Story, the classic Christmas movie from 1983. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, not, a bad beer, not a bad beer whatsoever, okay? I mean, it's, uh, if it's good to drink there if you're just getting sick of eggnog or, you know, you've worked up a deep-down body thirst Standing underneath the mistletoe, just waiting for someone to suck face with you. Okay, so uh, it's got like a 5.6% alcohol by volume level. Uh, it's eight, got eight IBU rating, that's International Bitterness Units, an IBU rating of 18. And uh, yeah, it's just got, uh, it's just chock full of smooth caramel malt, and it's got a citrus twist to it, as I mentioned here before. So. But, uh, hey, instead of me just continually yapping on about it, let me grab a little tug off this bad boy. It's good stuff. All right. So, yeah, you know, you might want to get yourself some You'll Shoot Your Eye Out uh, somewhere. Now, it's probably not going to be readily available wherever you're at here. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. 
But if it's not, you can go to like drizzly.com, D-R-Z-L-Y.com, um, or gopuff.com, some website like that. And I'm not getting any money from those websites. And I'm not getting any money from uh, Carbach Brewing Company either here. So, But, uh, hey, you know what? That's been Brew Review Time. Thanks a lot. Let's go on with the show. Is this a woke after-school special? No, quite the opposite, really. It actually doesn't shy away from showing the more rampant-than-ever grime and crime we see in cities now. If you live in a blue-run city, don't look to this movie to provide you with a sublime and beautiful diversion from what you may very well see every day. With this, you just get to see it on a big screen while scarfing down buttery popcorn. Dealers slanging drugs to kids, gangbangers shooting up neighborhoods, homeless people, garbage strewn everywhere, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria! All right, everybody. Hey, since you're doing me a solid by sticking around this long, let me do you a solid by letting you know all about Nature Clear Recovery Powder. Nature Clear Recovery Powder, it is a, just a powder that helps you avoid a hangover or helps you recover from a hangover, whichever the case may be. And it's very simple to use, okay? You just take this packet right here and you just pour it in 12 ounces of water or a bottle of water, your typical bottle of water. Pour it in there and you just drink it before you head out to the nightclubs. You don't want to shake your booty or hit the beer patty, okay? And uh, now if you're out and about and you're like on your you know, 15th beer and you're like, oh my God, I forgot to take my nature clear. What an idiot. Hey, you know what? Take it easy on yourself, okay? Just take it when you get home, all right? And you're good to go, okay? It's, it's almost like Nature Clear was pre-planning for this stuff, okay? They're geniuses. What, what can I say? And it also helps you recover from smoking and vaping as well. So this is an all-around Swiss Army knife of recovery, okay? So right now, what you should be thinking is, Van, how do I get my hands on Nature Clear recovery powder? Well, I will tell you. All you got to do is click on the Nature Clear description down in the, yeah, the link in the description. There we go. And just click on that and uh, just pick out whatever Nature Clear products you want. Get them in the cart. And then in the promo code field, you type in the promo code MOVIES, okay? And you're going to get up to 25% off your next Nature Clear order. Very sweet, right? Very sweet right there. Sorry. Beer burp there. <laughs> Hazards of the trade. But yeah, get yourself some Nature Clear, all right? Do it. All right, on with the show. The rest of the cast is not so merry. No, 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 no! Once upon a time, Oscar-nominated Catalina Sandino Marino essentially plays the role of teary-eyed wife. You can tell she's just sleepwalking through the performance. For example, for a mother that just saw her little boy get shot and killed... She's pretty calm in her sad and shocked reaction. I'd think a mother would be screaming her ever-living head off if she saw that. Believe me, when you see the scene, it's not like it's because she's in a state of shock. How dare you? And then we also have 
the rapper Kid Cudi spitting no rhymes or even words that don't rhyme, okay? Because he plays a detective that's investigating their son's killing, and I don't believe he says two words either. I mean, again, I'm failing to recall if he said anything, just like Joel Kinnaman's character doesn't say anything in the whole movie. I mean, that's what I mean. There's just absolutely nothing worthy of remembering in this movie. I do believe, though, that Kid Cudi's night was also silent. However, Kid Cudi does get the one double guns gun foo scene, though, where he is literally just ventilating Vatos vehemently and violently. And basically the bad guys in this, the gangbangers, are really just tatted up NBCs straight out of Grand Theft Auto. I mean, they're pretty much just meat for the meat grinder. You know, I'll be honest with you, halfway through this movie, being in a meat grinder seemed like a night of eating Christmas cookies by the fireplace. Compared to watching this pile of reindeer droppings. As I wrap up this awkward and uncomfortable office Christmas party full of bad choices, let me give you my final thoughts about Silent Night. Now, if you feel like being a Grinch, well then by all means, recommend this movie to other people. Personally, I wouldn't touch this movie again with a 39 and a half foot pole. And I was sorely disappointed because I loved the idea of combining action with a Christmas theme like the previously mentioned Fat Man with Mel Gibson and Violent Night with David Harbour that we got last year. Silent Night, though, just uses the Christmas theming as a marketing gimmick. Don't end up having the other reindeer laugh and call you names because they heard that you actually went and saw this pile. All right, everybody, I want to thank you for checking out this episode. And again, hey, hit that like button and follow or subscribe to this channel and hit that notification bell if you would, okay? And recommend this show to anybody you even remotely think would like it, okay? And with that, get out there, people. Those movies aren't going to watch themselves. See ya. Hey, guys, don't leave the video quite yet. Okay, I've got a popo. They're coming after me, and I don't have much time to tell you, but you need to like and subscribe this video right here down below. It's right down there. It's just wait- it's waiting for you down there, okay? And make sure you watch these videos over here, too. You'll be doing me a big favor. I'll be in handcuffs pretty soon. All right. Thanks for watching.